Well, happy Tuesday to you. Welcome back to another episode of A Walk Back to Self-Love. Thank you for energy exchanging and showing up to another episode. Um, You know, I've had this podcast now since uh, 2018 when I left an industry, uh, the radio industry, and I was like, you know what, I I got a deeper calling that it's time for me to go on this unknown path to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my life because this doesn't feel like it's what I need to be doing anymore. And it's been a crazy uh, last few years, you know, and even in our world, it's been crazy. Like there's, like I talked about on the last episode, like there's pockets of trauma and barbaric behavior and leadership and all that happening all over the world. But we tend to, I tend to be hyper-focused on what's happening in America because obviously these are our immediate <clears throat> Excuse me. Immediate connections, immediate um, livelihood, and all of it is nuts. And so today, you know, I was talking to a, a friend of mine and who's not white, and I said, you know, I can really understand what it must be like to be incredibly empowered as a black person. I am not empowered being white. <laughs> I'm empowered being Amber B. Hugie. The life that I've lived so far, my path that's unique to me, what I continue to create, but I'm not empowered being white. I'm empowered that my grandmother was an immigrant and came to America from Ireland. And the strength that runs through my blood from her, but I'm not empowered being white. I actually more often than not am embarrassed being white. I'm like, all right, well, these are the deck of cards that I got in this lifetime. Because we continue to showcase a circus. You know, like you look at a mod's trial right now out of Georgia. It's a a goddamn circus. (laughs) It's a mockery. Like, where did they practice law? (laughs) You know, like, what is going on? And then the way that Ahmad's mother's being treated and the harassment, like all of it. It's insane. It's fucking insane. And I remember when Ahmad's video went viral last May. I remember where I was at, what I was doing, how I felt, and the rage that came from inside of me because I could not believe in 2020 that we were seeing on social media a modern-day lynching. Like, that's what it was. And now the trial's going on and they're changing the narrative instead of taking accountability and putting these pieces of shit away so they can rot for what they did to an innocent man who was jogging, an innocent black man who was jogging peacefully. And then I think, wow, you know, these pieces of shit are being treated comfortably while Julius Jones is sitting there praying that in the 11th hour his life is saved for a crime that he didn't commit. And he's going to be, as of right now, executed Thursday afternoon. And Governor Stitt refuses to talk to the family, but will talk to everybody else. The victims of the businessman who got murdered in 99 but refuses to talk to the family. Why? 
Why don't you, why don't you want to sit down with Julius's mother? Because you know the truth. Because you know that you're an animal and you're about to murder this man through the power of law. <clears throat> and so, you know, it's like, this is what, uh, this is what it's like to be awakened to the truth of this life. You know, with your white sense, with my white sensitivity tears and my sadness and guilt that I carry for being white. And the ignorance that we continue to display, not even, not even talking about the barbaric behavior. I'm talking about conversations that you have with other white folks that will completely downplay the fact of what has happened or why does it have to always be about race because we've never even come up with the solution to the racism in america (laughs) you know like the segregation like hello we have political figures and school systems that are fighting against teaching critical race theory which is the truth so you tell me why is it always got to be about race everybody's got problems you're like (laughs) nobody said that White people didn't have problems. But not on the same level of what's going on in the black community and communities of color. You know, and so then I was thinking about when I was a little girl. (laughs) I accepted the mission before I knew and understood what the mission was. Like, I was such a curious child. I didn't fit in my family. (laughs) And they always reminded me of that. But I would more often than not, creep into my parents' bedroom and I would wake them up, mostly my mom because my dad was sleeping, snoring. And I'd be like, Mom, Mom, what, Amber? Where do we go after we die? And, you know, like imagine being a parent. (laughs) I mean, on the flip side of it, being, you know, waking up at like 1 or, you know, 12 at night and your daughter's like questioning life and you're not prepared for that in that moment. But it was like a regular occurrence because I would lay in my bed and I would stay awake at night, which I still do as an adult. Some things never change. And I would think about life in the dark. And it would just be pitch black in my room. And I'm like, oh, my God, where do we go after we die? What happens? Oh, my God. And I would have, like, anxiety as a little girl. (laughs) Because I've always been sensitive and emotional and inquisitive. And then you fast forward to being an adult. And uh, it intensifies because there's more that you were never exposed to as a child of the game. You know, you play games as a kid. You're like, hey, I'm playing but you don't realize you're part of the game. You're a chess piece. We're all chess pieces. <laughs> and then you're like, great, now I gotta relate to other people. <laughs> That's why currently in my life, I have a the smallest circle I think I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Honestly, like the smallest circle I've ever had in my life. But I wouldn't trade it for inauthenticity. 
And it's not to say that there's any dramatic explosions or angst towards anybody else. It just is what it is. It's just I've accepted that this is who I am. This is the path that I have chosen to walk. Um, This is my purpose. And I'm going to live it out for as much as I have left to live out. You know, and then I was telling my friend, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I look at the women in my family who did not take care of themselves health-wise and with their bodies and what they ate and what they drank or smoke or whatever. And they still live to, like, you know, uh, my grandmother who was from Ireland, she died in her 80s. My mother's still alive. She's in her 70s. My aunts have died in their 70s. So I'm like, even if, worst case scenario... I'm here till 70, you know, and I don't get to live in my 80s. That's still 40 more years, <laughs> you know, or a little less of living on this planet. What the fuck is life going to be like 30 to 40 years from now? And that's where I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, I choose to still participate with one platform and social media, and that's Instagram. And I choose to use my voice on that platform. I'm not saying that I'm always right and that people got to think like me and believe the things that I believe, but I am going to use that platform the way that I choose to use it. And that's how I um, <clears throat> will use it. You know, with an occasional photo of myself or a workout video or whatever, but I have to get this shit out because there's no way that that I I can keep this inside. I never have been like that, you know? I've always ruffled people's feathers. And then, you know, I've been seeing this a lot lately and I really, truly understand it. But there is a huge difference between being nice and being kind and being okay with the truth of that. <laughs> I actually read something last night... Um, from somebody that I had found in my feed who really goes in um, transparently and truthfully about white people. And she's a woman of color. And um, she talks about how white people and white women just always want to be nice. Fuck that. (laughs) You know, like, I do not choose my whiteness over everything. I do not choose my whiteness over the truth. And... What if there were more of us that didn't choose whiteness over the truth? That understood that just because we're being called out and just because the truth hurts and it doesn't feel good and we hear it all the time and it is a constant dialogue in society that it doesn't take away from being a good person and wanting to do better. But if you're on the opposite side of that, if you hear it and you're a piece of shit, well, you know, then, then you prove that, that fact. <clears throat> but how is it that, yes, there are times where I'm feeling those pings. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable, but it's so true. Oh. But it doesn't make me deny it. I'm not living in this fantasy that like white people are perfect. Or that we are doing... Amazing things for everybody. No, 
we have more examples than not of what we are doing to other people and getting away with it. And there are two situations, just two immediately, that I just gave you, Julius Jones and Ahmaud Arbery. Two examples of how white people are getting away with shit. Now, we don't know the final verdict yet because the trial's still going on. But just the fact that the circus is allowed to, to go on in the courtroom is just unreal. And these are just two. Think about all the other victims of hate crimes and mass incarceration and murder. You know, and then you go, oh, well, there's more black-on-black crime. And <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's a threat to the nervous system, you know, for us white folks when we're challenged on something that has always been. It's a system that's always been in place. We grew up in a system not knowing that we weren't, that there wasn't, how do I want to say this? Because in my home, it, it, I mean, it was discussed that like, well, we may be white poor, but uh, at least we're white poor, you know, but uh, it's a system that we were raised in and white people that are in denial of that fact. I think it threatens, you know, I think it threatens. I think it has to be a drive from within to want to do better. And when you're living in a distorted or disillusioned um, state of mind, you don't accept the truth. You know, like I think about my family members. I'm the only one that's truly fully awakened in my family. And uh, besides myself and one other family member, uh, everybody voted for Trump. So if that gives you... an overview, you know, but that, that just confirms more of like a continuation of how I felt in my childhood and my teen years. It's why I have lived this crazy life of moving and living places and, and not wanting to be where I'm from because I knew that there was a great big world out there. And the truth is always hidden from white children to protect us. So we don't have to hear that and be exposed to such awful behavior without looking at that sentence and internalizing, well, why am I protecting my white child from the truth of such bad behavior? without looking at it like, wow, we did some really fucked up shit and we continue to. It's not the fact that we're still talking about slavery and that we can't move on from the past. It's still happening. And we had a president that white folks loved and still idolize. We have police brutality in military police. Like, what the fuck does... All of it, man. So, you know, like I said to my friend, I feel shitty even, you know, being upset and complaining about this because I am white. Like, oh, too bad, so sad. You know, Amber's now understanding the truth fully, you know, over, of course, a... 10 to 15 year span, but really in the past couple years, have I uncovered 
the truth that is usually hidden from us white folks. So sad that you feel, and this is what I tell myself, of course, so sad that you feel just, I don't know, I don't, I don't even have the word to describe how I feel knowing the truth, you know? <clears throat> and you can't get, <clears throat> I mean, of course you can talk it out with friends, but like if you have a diverse group of friendships, like you can't go to your friends and be like, because uh, they've experienced racism, they've experienced segregation, they have experienced discrimination. So you're like, I'm sad because I feel sad and I'm high sensitive, but I never had to experience it. So then you're like, you got to deal with it. You and God, you and source, whatever you want to label it. That's who you turn to. That's who I've turned to. Because there's no human that's going to help me find relief in this game of life. Of the hunger games that we're living in. And so with social media, since I still choose to participate with it, it is nice to find like-minded individuals that are dealing with the agonizing pain inside of what we have done and what we still are capable of doing. Then you don't feel so completely alone because you know that there are other white folks out there internalizing this shit and questioning it and taking action steps and doing the work and knowing that the work is never done. Just because we figured it out and we know the truth and we're living in a higher consciousness uh, life doesn't mean that we just stop doing the work and that it just goes away. Like, this is it, you know? And so it's like, for the remainder of the time that I'm here, I would rather be awake than go back to being asleep. You know, like, I, I thought about it. Like, when I was a little girl, I was, I was awake, man. I mean, like, literally... At night I was awake, but like I was just questioning so much and I knew I had this feeling like this, this, this energy, this essence about me. I knew that there was so much more out there, but then as I got conditioned through, you know, family members and society and schools and mentors and everything else that you get exposed to as a kid, um, then you go through your high school years and then you, you know, you want to have fun and you maybe join the cheerleading squad or you play baseball or you do soccer or you're in the chess club or you're in drama or whatever fun things that you do as a kid to be a kid. And then for me, as I got older, I discovered that I love to party and I love to drink and then I love to have sex and all these other things. And, you know, so it's like all that, that truth as a young little girl got covered up by vices, society, conditioning, being told what I'm not, criticism, ignorance, my own lack of wanting to educate myself until later on in life, until you meet people that I believe are destined on your path. I truly believe that. There's a lot of things that I question but I don't doubt the fact that the people I have met on my path, especially those of different cultures and races, who I've had those unpleasant conversations about the truth, the challenges, the questioning, the, the arguments, all of it, 
the empowerment, all of it was not by mistake. It was by design because of my path. And then I'm like, okay, so now what? (laughs) I just sit out here with this fucking truth? Yay! So, you know, that's why I love door dashing. I truly, truly love what I do. And I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode, but I've been dashing now for almost nine months, which is the longest job I've had in the last uh, three and a half years. So I don't have to be connected to social media when I'm doing my job. I have my app and I'm interacting with life. I'm interacting with people of different backgrounds, of different communities, different restaurants and different cities. And and I love it because that's where the, the truth is. That's where you see the human mind and the energy and what people are like is when you're face to face with a 25 minute wait time for rice or any other food. That's when you tell, uh, you can tell where a person's mindset's at. So I'm grateful that I enjoy what I do right now because it helps me find peace. It helps me find center that I will lose every day. (laughs) And it's like, I feel guilty asking for support from my friends of color. I'm like, I should be supporting you. (laughs) I should be supporting you. And I do, I do. But what I'm saying is it's like, (laughs) it's so fucked up, man. I'm like, who would choose to be in this game? Is this what my soul really wanted? <laughs> like they say in the spiritual community, your soul comes here for expansion. <laughs> You're like, okay, could I have cho- <laughs> chosen another planet? Like, what about Venus? Because that's the planet of love. <laughs> oh, these white sensitivity tears get to me. You know, and uh, this woman that I follow on Instagram, I can't remember her last name, and I'm sorry. Her first name is Syra. And that's, I didn't even know about uh, Ellen from Grey's Anatomy flipping out on Denzel Washington, because I don't, I don't follow, follow pop culture anymore. I don't like pop culture. So what the hell do I need to stay connected to that? Um, but the way she talked to Denzel Washington... On her set, I was like, wow. Wow, the level of disrespect in your tone. And you're married to a black man and you have black children. What? Or mixed children. Biracial. And I was just like, wow. And then, you know. Of course, me being me, I internalize, well, God, how have I talked to people? Not thinking that I was being ignorant or privileged or sadly, even as I'm learning white supremacy, you know, by the way you talk to people. I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. I don't want to have all the answers. Shit. I like seeking out the truth. And there is no such thing. Um, the holistic psychologist on Instagram, <laughs> the social media therapy group, <laughs> she talked about, and I shared it uh, in my story on Instagram last week, there is no such thing as an expert. I know people love to use that word. I'm an expert, or this expert told me. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. You can be highly educated. You can be so intelligent in your field and about life, but there is no such thing as an expert. We're all learning. We're all growing. We're all overcoming, like she says, insecurities. We all want to be loved. We all want to be respected, but there is no such thing as an expert. That's ego. That's superiority. And I've never even put myself up to the challenge because I've always always had people tell me, you don't know enough. You're not smart. So I never thought I was ever an expert in anything. (laughs) But there is no such thing as an expert. And I think that if you're willing to want to know the truth about life, you got to seek those answers out yourself, my friend. Because, like in my situation, from the blood that I come from, I was never going to get the truth from them. <laughs> I was never going to have a sit-down... I mean, I didn't even have a sex conversation, okay? I didn't even learn the proper sexual education. I had to figure that out through experience. <clears throat> So, uh, these are my thoughts today, and I just need to clear this out before I, uh, go about my day because it's messy. This life is messy and it's, it's chaotic and it's beautiful, but I cannot stand when people just be positive, just think good thoughts, just block out the negativity that's toxic positivity and willful ignorance. You know, like, my faith definitely gets questioned all the time because I don't understand why we would choose to live in an experience like this where there's a large imbalance in society and just in America. Like, think about all the shit that's happening in other countries. You know, like, a friend pointed out to me, like, yeah, there's a lot of... um terrible and barbaric things happening in America since the beginning of time. But also think about the countries and villages um, internationally that political figures and leaders are going through villages and wiping them out and raping women and murdering people and lighting villages on fire. Like all this shit. Or look look at Afghanistan and All of these things that are happening outside of the U.S., but we should be the example. We shouldn't be fighting over race and and white supremacy and um, the social imbalance. We should be setting the example and living in a healthy country that we can open up our doors to help those that need some assistance where they could come build a life. You know, the American values that... Uh, white people say we have and the patriotism. No, we're not. We're not living American values. And right now, we don't even have a middle class anymore. What the fuck? Corporations and billionaires are doing really fucking well, and the poor are doing really fucking bad. 
And then, you know, there are those of us who are hustling, trying to just survive and be happy. You know? And the little joys. You know, like I have a, a new pair, I got a gift card uh, from somebody with, for doing something, and I, uh, I spent it on a new pair of sneakers. I was like, hell yeah, I need some more candy for my feet. So, you know, there's my little moment of joy for the week. And it's a full moon in Taurus uh, eclipse. So I think that that's why I'm feeling so heavy with my energy. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't care that I ruffle people's feathers. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if I rub you the wrong way because God knows what's on my heart. I know what's on my heart. I know who I am when I lay my head on the pillow every night. And I may not be nice to people, but I am kind. And I think that that's a good life so far. Among, you know, among the other cool shit that I've been able to do in my career and whatnot. But it's just about living this out, you know, peacefully and helping where I can. Because I will never understand this experience. Maybe wherever I go when when we die, I'll be able to have a sit-down conversation and be like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) What the actual fuck was that? Where did you send me? Where did you send us? So be good to yourself. Please be good to others. Understand that People deserve to be here and that we are really here for a limited time and we waste it fighting over supremacy and race and the social imbalances and the lack of justice that those that don't look like us uh, don't receive. I pray that Julius Jones' life is saved on Thursday, that, that the piece of shit Governor Stitt I don't know, has a has an 11th hour consciousness and, and sets him free so he can be reunited with his loved ones. And Ahmad, I hope that the jury finds all of them guilty and they go away for life and they rot for what they did to that innocent man who was jogging, enjoying his day. So I got to run. Thank you for energy exchanging with me and listening to my thought stream today. Uh, And maybe you have similar questions and internalizing and know that you're not alone. And I want to say hi to Rachel. Rachel reached out to me um, via social media message and was like, loved your last episode. So thank you, Rachel, for listening. You always show up and support. So I appreciate you. And, um, you know, find the joy in your day because life will suck it out of you. (laughs) Until next time, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Peace and love.